Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. I am joined by the baddest man of the whole damn town, Jay Gold. Yep. I just want to say, fuck virtual pros. Fuck that dude, Mike from Virtual Pros. He can kiss my ass if he ever listens to this show and taking my name out of your mouth. Because if you ever come out of your house, we're going to have words. That guy sucks. On to the show. <laughs> and, uh, and on to the uh, and on to my other co-host who had a complete loss of word for what, what they just heard. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I need context or something here. I'll tell you off the air, but just know that dude sucks. Hey, note to self, Mark Virtual Pro, off of our potential future bunker. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our apologies for being a little bit late on the Kepico. We were actually playing on the Kepico uh, closing out Pride Month, and we're yeah, recording uh, on the last day of it. Yeah, we're horrible at scheduling stuff. Go. Uh, we discussed- well, it's actually it's my fault. I missed my train going home, everyone. So I apologize. It was it was my own fault from the other night. So I'm just glad that we are all flexible to be able to do it uh, before the end of Pride Month. Yeah, but we are going to start buckling down here, uh, beginning with our next show. We're not going to have a show next week. We're recording it like super late. Already probably going to be Saturday by the time most of you hear this. So we're not going to do an epico next week. But beginning with the July 12th epico, July 13th epico, whenever that drops, it should fall Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty steady after that. We're short of Perkin to do it. We're short of Perkin to do it. I'm, I'm not a fan of pushing things back two, three, four days. I'm, th- I'm starting to feel like one of Conrad co- podcast right now. Like I have to have to just, you know, throw three episodes together in a row, call it a mega code and call it a day. But our, our listeners are loyal and they are waiting anxiously for the next episode to drop. So um, we won't disappoint this week. We will get this out before the end of the month. Yeah, by, by the end of the month, he means July, but there's no way. In right. <laughs> <laughs> that point. I uh, promise it'll be before the end of July. All right. Uh, it's been about 10 days. We've talked to each other. How have everybody been? Doing good, man. It's been a busy, a busy uh, uh, start of summer. Um, we had uh, we had my daughter start camp. We had all sorts of stuff going on. Um, we, we got a chance. I thought that episode with uh, Summers was really fun. Um, being able to recap that show. I think we were all in great moods, great spirits from that weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, nothing bad to report this week, except for virtual pros being awful. I'm still in the dark here. <laughs> we'll uh, talk, Mars. We'll okay. talk. Well, we'll we'll talk off the air. I I heard the story before we went on the air. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll fill you in. What about you, Mark? You have the last. Well, I, I know you've been. I know you've been Vicky AF the last eight days, but not by choice. I've worked a lot, like a lot of days in a row. Eight to be exact. Maybe that's not a lot to some people. It feels like a lot to me. I slept most of the day. It was wonderful. That is nice. Oh, I wish I could sleep for the day. I did 12 days in a row one, and I'm still trying to figure out how I did that without killing myself. I'm not going to lie. That'll put you in the ground, that kind of work schedule. Let's go ahead and start off with what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? This week on IWTV, getting to date June 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Deathmatch Down Under presents the Great Emu War Game. That is a great show title. I love it. Wednesday, July 6th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, it is the premiere of Demand Lucha, Lucha Block Party. Thursday, July 7th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 
Absolute Intent Wrestling presents AIW 3D Live from the Winchester. I'm on the match already signed for that card. Shark Boy against Riley Rogue against TKD against Twan Tucker. Derek Dillinger and the Duke against the Rip Kitty Shooter. Uncle Chase Burnett against Kaplan, and much more. Thursday, July 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Wrestling Open, Epico 27. Friday, July 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. On Point Wrestling presents Nightmare and Westville Live. Main event is a dog collar match. Braden Kirk against Marcus Mather. Kit Osborne defends the OPW title against Black G, and much, much more. Friday, July 8th at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 o'clock Eastern. West Coast Pro Wrestling presents Cruel Summer. Jacob Fatu will defend the West Coast Pro Wrestling Championship against Filthy Tom Waller. Motor City Machine Guns against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Much, much more on that lineup. Saturday, July 9th at noon Eastern Time. Cooper Cranky Pro Wrestling presents Star Bangle Flash. Saturday, July 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. TWE Chattanooga presents Red Bank Roulette. Saturday, July 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Dan Style Intergender Bonanza 13 Bash at the Bonanza. Marcus Mather against friend of the show Goey Sky, the main event on that card. The Intergender Bonanza champion Dan Style defense against Adina Steele. Much more on that lineup. Sunday, July 10th, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Game Changer Wrestling presents the Settlement Theory Part 1. Sunday, July 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the premiere of H2O Underrated Episode 32. Sunday, July 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern. The premiere of New Wave Pro Mob Rule. And Monday, July 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Kyle's Eastford presents Uncharted Territory, Keegan 4, Episode 10. Anthony Henry and Alan Angel already signed for that event. That was on IWTV this week. And with that, we're going to go ahead and go to this week's Wrestler Spotlight. Wrestler Spotlight! All right, so Marky, what are we closing Pride Month out with with Wrestler Spotlight? So this week we are closing out with Dark Sheik. I've been a big fan of her. She's been around for a while, uh, mostly in the West Coast. Uh, big things with Hood Slam pretty much from the start. Um, so yeah, let's get into the, the matches. From Hood Slam, uh, Glam, Dark Before the Dawn uh, versus Trisha Dora. Uh, and we're keeping in the West Coast theme. Uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling's Iceland. She teamed with Trisha Dora to take on Nicole Savoy and Janai Kai. Uh, and then from Prestige Wrestling and West Coast Pro doing a cross-promoted show, as real as it gets, for the Prestige Tag Team titles, it was C4 uh, defending against Pax Americana, which is her team with MV Young. From Industrial World Wrestling, which we've covered a show or two from them before, uh, she took on Logan Black. And then I chose from this show, it was a little bit of cheating, but this show, we'll probably talk more about this match when we get to it. But it was the main event for the Paris is Bumping Grand Prize. It was Dark Sheik, obviously, as the champion, taking on Candy Lee and Eva Surreal. Uh, so, yeah, all fun matches. Be sure to give her a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Her at is Dark Sheik FTF. And yeah. I'm a big fan of Dark Sheik. Okay, you will be talking a lot about. Dark Sheik on this show. She is all over the place on this show. So there's some there's some good synergy with this show. And yeah, no, I just taking her. I, I wanted to tell you, Marcy. I think the uh, the selections for this month have been spot on, and uh, I think it's really been you know I think it, it it's been perfect to be able to see you know representation um, for the month and the matches that you selected uh, are are a perfect representation of each one of these talents. So uh, I, you know, kudos to you for this month uh, and and really putting some some good good stars on the map and some ideas together for this time. Thanks, Mars. 
It was, it was really fun. It was really fun to do this month. Like take my own little spin on this. And the beautiful thing is there's so much more representation and add things go on. Like this is not going to be a pride month exclusive thing where we focus on the LGBTQ wrestlers. Like we're going to be spotlighting them quite a bit over the, over the month and years to come, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, we got a long, but pretty fun show to go over. So let's get into it. The weekly review. And our show for this week from the Ridgefield Park, Knights of Columbus, and Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Pro Wrestling Vibe present Parent and Bumping the Legend Ball. So I, I was going to originally go to this. Um, my original plan was to go to an AIW show in April, and then I was going to go to this show with Ed in June. And it turned out that my a- April plans fell through, so I was in Cleveland in, in, on this date when the show was going on that weekend. And I know Ed was there too. He didn't get a chance to go because Candy Lee was in town. Um, I will say this uh, there. I have one gripe and only one is that it was so dark uh, filming wise. I think if you were there, it gave off almost like a rave vibe, but the way that the matches were filled filmed, it was very, very difficult to sit in front of a screen and watch it as dark as it was. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I, I felt like the lights kind of, were a distraction on the TV side. I'm sure if you were there, it was completely different. Hard disagree. Big fan of the bisexual lighting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, 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 I will agree with you. Like I, 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 the lighting felt like a, you need to be here and experience the live type of thing. It didn't come off as well on television. Uh, it was not a, it was not enough of a distraction to where I was upset about the dark lighting. Like I could still feel what going on. I've seen a right, lot. I, I was just nitpicking, but I think that was the only thing that I had an issue with, you know, from from start to finish was like, because I, I if I'm going to watch it on IWTV, I like a big bright screen so I could see what's going on. It just kind of, you know, made it a little bit difficult to watch, but I got what they were going for. And I and I know there were a few people there we know that were at the show and said it was an amazing show. So, you know, not to take away from the show, I just felt the lighting was a little bit distracting on my end. That's the only production issue I I have at all. Like I got a one can. It wasn't something that, that distracted me or took me really out of the show. Yeah. I do think it was funny that the, and this is probably because this was what you said, Knights of Columbus. Yeah. The fucking, the, the, the crucifix that's just hanging up by the yeah. entrance way <laughs> you know, is extra fucking funny to me during the show. You don't know, what it, Marcy, I thought of you and I, th- I was watching it and I'm like, <laughs> this is sudden. I, when I saw the big cross behind the stage, I was like, this really is something like when you watch the, like every part of it, the, from, from the, uh, the lip sync contest to the awards, the, that big ass cross was just sitting there. I mean, it's, it's something to behold. It's that and it's the old guy working like the little like kitchen <laughs> bar area. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's so nice though. He's there for every show. He's so nice. So I'm, I'm thinking he was probably grooving on it, too, most of the night. Right. Show open. Your host is going to be Larry Legend. He introduced a panel of, just, of judges that includes Sonny Kiss. And everybody went bonkers when Sonny Kiss came out. Bonkers. Good to see but it, They have not been on AEW television in quite a while. And, I, and no, I'm not. I don't count dark at AEW television. What about, what about the promos they cut all month just to kind of highlight Sonny's, uh, you know, sexuality and then not put Sonny on TV <laughs> at all the whole month. <laughs> I, I love, I love <laughs> what you're nope. doing largely. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, that was kind of a head scratcher. Like a leak. Nyla Rogue is showing up and doing something on TV when she's doing right. Her. Marcy wanted to say something there. <laughs> nope. 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 I'm not going to get myself <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> uh, okay. 
And I thought the panel was very, it was what it was Billy, uh, Billy Dixon and, and, uh, and what's her name? Um, Oh Lord. How, how do I not remember her name now? Um, the, the lap dance. Uh, Oh Lord. Faye Jackson. Faye. Faye was there and Sonny and uh, Darnell was there. And there were a bunch of people at, on that dais, like as the judges, it was, it was really good. That was, that was a, a good group and they had a lot of energy to start the show. It was, I think more, more wrestling needs the panels of judges. <laughs> I didn't understand what they were doing. What happens when you win? I saw a bunch of tens and stuff come out, but there was no, there was no winner for the, uh, there was like, even if I, there was tons of people who got tens. So what do they win? The moral support. Right. All right. That's good. The kind of faction that they got a 10. I that's <laughs> pretty much. It. I'll take, I would love for somebody to just walk around me and flash a 10 when I do something well on occasion. It would make me feel good. <laughs> But they have to flash the one when you mess up horribly. Right. <laughs> sure. I get that more than once. I'm sure it'll happen more in one day than the tens would be flashed. It'll be like that episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin got the background music, whatever he's doing, right on the bus, right on the bus. <laughs> like, and I'm going to get you, sucker. You got to have a uh, background music. Every good hero should have one. Yeah, opening match, you got tag team match, Ashton Star and AT Mac taking on Bookie. That's a fun little tag team match. And well, now you, got, I, you have some really good talent in that match. And Ali Catch. I'm sorry. I'm done. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I like Ali Catch. I'm joking around. Three really good wrestlers and Ali Catch. <laughs> no, so I, I am not going to make all the bussy jokes like I did last time. When commentary did such a great job because, quote of the night, how much pounding can the bussy take? <laughs> Never enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see Effie and, and AC Mack wrestle each other all all night on a card. I mean, I, I have a, a very high level of respect for AC Mack. And, uh, and, you know, as we talked about, I think we talked about this months ago, AC Mack is that next guy who's going to be on everywhere, everything. You go pay to see AC Mack. And uh, that match was the match was really good. There were a few spots that I had trouble seeing because of the lighting. But otherwise, I thought it was. It was really, really solid. Those are four professionals going at it in there who can control the crowd, who can control the timing. It was just a very good match. And, and we kind of joke about Ali Catch here, but she was actually yeah. her own with Aki Mac with the mat wrestling and everything going. Like she's doing a really nice job. That is true. It is fun to make to make jokes, but uh, she there was a few uh, mat mat sequences that she. She really is able to get herself going, and uh, and and it was you know it, AC Mack. I give him full credit because that dude is awesome. Okay, now I'm gonna give a little bit of constructive credit to ref to ref Crystal here. Uh, she, her her pin count for great. She got a slapped the mat hard. She count really loud when she's counting for the DQ. Like her DQ count is really good, but her body language is like it's like she's going through the motion, actually putting off the finger for the count. Be forceful with that. I get it. It's, we don't we don't normally hear a, a ref's perspective as far as uh, as far as some of this stuff goes. So it's that's interesting to hear. I, I mean, I, I, I would I'm sure you notice it more than we do. I don't pay a lot of attention to the refs, but maybe we should, I guess. Tell us a better story. And, and that's and that's the only critic I have of ref crystal in this entire thing. Like that, that she, she's nice and loud. Like I said, when she's counting pins, they're great. I hope I'm not misgendering people here. I'm, if I misgender anybody and you and you catch it, just let me know. Just DM me, let me know. I, I I'm probably going to happen, and I don't mean to do it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Marcy can do voiceovers. 
Now that, that, that that's my only that's my only grip is like the hand the hand motion because like I can hear her I can hear the five count but I'm not seeing I I'm seeing the hands moving but like it's not it's not not the motions aren't matching with the voice. Anyway, back to the match itself here. Really good matchup here. Alley Catch is the fake in peril for the uh, for the majority of it. Uh, there's one spot where uh, Alley Catch is getting ready to make the hot tag to Effie, and they can actually pull Effie off the apron. I love that. That spot never gets old with me. We do get Casey the Max a professional. He's just he's an absolute professional. We do get the hot tag. Effie work over both opponents, and then we get the breakdown. Maybe goes a little bit long after the hot tag, but no, it's not egregious. Uh, we do get Aki Mac pinning Ali Catch with a roll up, and you can rope for leverage. Twelve minutes and six seconds. Did you also catch what the name of this match was? was... Uh, did not actually. So I don't know. I don't know if every match had a title. I tried to catch as many as I could. This was Pop Star Apocalypse. Oh, I like that. Oh, who's the pop star? What am I missing? Is that Ashton Star? That's just that's what they just that's what the you know the title for the match was. This is pop. It was a Pop Star Apocalypse. I just I was just I was just letting letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't going anywhere with it. I just they had titles for matches, and I thought it was I thought I thought it was neat. Yeah, much I, like much much like the Babushka Baron Babushka. <laughs> I fucked all that up so hard. Fuck it though. <laughs> I I did not catch the yeah the title of the match at all. So that's a good catch. Why there's three of us on the show? It's not not one person doing the show the all, every week. After the match, Mac Hero and Jared Evans come out and attack Ashton Starr, a revenge for what happened on the Contender Cup the night before. And Aki Mac, instead of helping a partner, go, nope, I'm out, and just walks to the back. The bell rings like 4,500 times. You hear Larry Legend go, ring the bell some more, because obviously that's helping. It's a very overzealous bell ringer. And general rule of thumb is, with the bell ringing like that, like all the referees are supposed to come out and break it up, and I didn't see that happen either. It just the attached, it kind of ended. I thought there were only two referees in there in that at that show, but you know that that probably wouldn't have helped. Well, there were three. We'll get into one of them a little later. Okay. From there, Darius Carter comes out, cut a promo, putting over beating Billy Dickman and allegedly beating him so badly that he's retiring. Go court Billy Dickman is all over the show, even though he's not wrestling. Way to call it, Billy. <laughs> I love Darius Carter. I think he's a great, great heel. He's he's. He's a great independent wrestling heel. He shows up all over the place. He just brings nothing but disdain and contempt when he's in the ring. He just knows exactly what his character is. It's great. It's a real dick. He's a huge dick. Yes, he is. He's a giant dick. Yeah, he, he definitely picked out at the Cooper uh, Eight when I made that trip a couple months ago. And he's 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 around here a lot um, in that Catalyst Wrestling and and a lot of different uh, shows around here. So. I've seen him several times. He actually wrestled a best of five series against Anthony Bowens in like 2018 or 2019 um, over here in Hoboken. And uh, they, they ended up not being able to finish the series because Anthony Bowens got hurt, but uh, it was, it was good. They, they did a lot of technical wrestling and this is when Bowens was really starting to just get big. Um, So uh, I do like Darius Carter whenever he comes out. Promo is interrupted by our spotlight wrestler for this week, Dark Sheik. Which league and the Carter agreeing to put up the Perrick and Bumping Grand Prize. And that's our next match. It is for the championship. Carter attacking before the bell. Uh, match does not last very long, but it is back and forth, a ton of near fall. Any thoughts on this match before we get into the finish? I didn't think it was like really a match. I thought it was more of like a showcase to like get the comeuppance on Darius Carter, but you know. Same. It was this is more of the sound. I <clears throat> basically like set up for the, the end of the night. I didn't need to be a very long match. 
Carter go for the royal sweep, but she counters it into a backslide and does almost a headstand while yeah. the backslide is locked on for the pin and the title in 441. I've never seen that variation of the backslide before. That was freaking awesome. I loved it. Leverage, you know. Exactly. Our next matchup is the Our next match is the Survivor Series match. The best business bureau, Elo Neal, Felicia Rowe, Jordan Blade, and Killian McMurphy taking on the Halcom McQueen. DM Kiddo, Eddie McQueen, Gabby Ortiz, and Karen Bam Bam. I, I haven't seen Felicia Rose on TV or in wrestling in a very long time. So I was kind of like, um, you know, it was nice to see a fresh face after a while because I know that she does stuff online on Twitter and such. But I haven't seen her actually in a show, and it was cool to see. And that team, I don't know, you, you know, Killian McMurphy's awesome. So, like, you know, I did not expect the House McQueen uh, to have a chance in this match. No offense. I just, I, I love, I love killing. He's, he was in that mall show we watched a few weeks ago. He just, he's just good. I like what he does out there. I, I love Survivor Series style matches anyway. They're hard to screw up, although I've seen it done. Uh, Ortiz get four or five falls on McMurphy almost immediately. Felicia Rose tag herself in. Karen Bam Bam tag herself in while Felicia Rose is like, no, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. So Rose just faints and gets pinned. That's correct. <laughs> didn't, didn't take didn't take a didn't take a move, didn't take a bump. She just collapsed and got pinned. Intimidated by Bam Bam's presence. Next elimination, O'Neal eliminate uh, with a DDT at the 552 mark. No, can I say also I'm a, Gab- a big Gabby Ortiz fan. I like her very much. She's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, there. Uh, I am going to criticize her, though. There was one spot there. Uh, McMurphy going for a leg drop off the rope. Gabby rolls the wrong way, gets leg drop in the back, and then comes up calling it like it's at, at, at if it missed. And McMurphy calling it like if it missed. You leg dropped her back. Tell the back and act like you hit her. And then Gabby immediately tagged out after, uh, after that, too. Uh, we get a uh, triple power bomb to Karen Bam Bam and O'Neill Pinker to eliminate her at 9.33. We then get Ortiz coming in and pinning O'Neill with a... I, I, I just can't she's becoming one of my favorites, but the, the fate buster she hit did not look good. They all can't be winners. No. <laughs> but she pinned O'Neill with that at 10.22. And before I can even get the... Get the up, Ortiz already tapped out to Blade... Uh, rear naked choke at the 1030 mark. And yeah, Jordan Blade is is another one. Uh, we saw her, what was it, the Paradigm show we talked about, that quick hitter that we watched? Yeah. Yeah. Very, I mean, now I'm seeing her more often, and that's great. Um, so, yeah, that team, I did not envision losing that match, to be honest. No, it was basically, no. A, team, basically a team of killers. Right. <laughs> there was no way. That- <laughs> Kill, killers and Fleet Rose. But- <laughs> And McMurphy and the Penny McQueen at 10 at twelve forty nine for the final elimination. Go Killy McMurphy and Jordan Blade are your play viver. Not surprising. Good match, fun. Uh, I, I think it was more for the spectacle of House McQueen to come out together. You know that kind of thing. I, I mean, if if House McQueen wins, great. But I think it was more for the spectacle. Play the music, get out into the ring. You know, show off your team, Eddie with the with the really nice outfit with the lace and everything. Like I think it was mainly as a you know, show everybody what's up. And I think that was I, I, that match like did its part. Yeah. McQueen reminds me of like the wrestling equivalent of the stand up comic Eddie Icard. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they they, they almost look kind of alike too. 
I don't know why I don't know why that dawned on me during this, but all right. Go from there. We have the lip kink death match. Somebody explain this to me, by the way, please. I don't have any idea what was happening in this match. I don't, I don't know if it was even a match. Is Washington Heights a wrestler or or a singer or what? I, I don't understand what I was watching. Like what? Because I've seen Washington Heights. We watched in that other show we did, but I don't wrestler. No, in no, wrestling. Drag queen. But in wrestling or well, drag queen in wrestling. I don't know. Just it was just gonna be a lip sync battle. That was also a death match, but you know, <laughs> that's but that's what I didn't understand. I was like, are they gonna hit each other with like tacks or like? You well, know? we didn't get to it because <laughs> Del Mar with a sneak attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Washington Height is a drag queen. Yes. Uh, if I'm looking at the article correctly, apparently she Child, new Child Jack. New Jack. Yeah. New Jack daughter. Yeah, you oh. know that. I thought we talked about this on the last show. If we did. I, I, if we did, it it left my mind. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I just assumed that was common knowledge. Okay. Yeah, if we did, I completely spaced on it, and I apologize for that. Yeah. So this does not last very long. Uh, they're going to lip sync to "I'm Every Woman" by Whitney Houston. They get good choice. <laughs> They get through the first chorus. Toyo Del Mar attack Washington Heights from behind. I assume that means Heights wins by DQ, even though it's a death match. I don't know. I think it's like a no contest. It's got tossed out the window. Possibly. I mean, the rules really weren't made clear. This is what I assumed the judges were there for, and nothing happened. Oh. Right. And, can, and it wouldn't have done the judges any good anyway, because the hard camera was on the other side. They couldn't be lip syncing anyway. Ariel and Nick come out to help Toyo attack. Harris Kevin makes the cave, and that leads to our next match, Harris Kevin against Ariella Nick. Uh, this is another one that does not last very long. Uh, near the end, Poyo Damar and Washington Heights have a cat fight. Uh, they end up going out to the locker room. All the way to the back. They, they, some say they're still brawling. Possibly. <laughs> this myth is uh, Joey Style, Ganiki W yelling cat fight really loud, and I'm not going to try to imitate it, but I don't have the voice for it anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Kevin gets the pin with what I guess is a gory special. It really wasn't quite a gory special without the closest approximation to it. Just 447. And then uh, we're getting into what I assume is the intermission because now's the time on Sprocket when we dance. <laughs> kick people re- kick people looking into the got the reference. So I got it. <laughs> so kick people are laughing their ass off right now. Okay, so after the dancing in, Billy Dickin comes to the ring, ask for the entire roster to come out and around the ring, and Gabby Ortiz is the only one to come out for like five minutes. Yeah, I think he, he had to like scold everyone when they came out. Yeah, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It was probably like a minute and a half to two minutes realistically, but Gabby Ortiz was like the only one that heard the message, and she's standing out there waiting around like, am I the only one that heard what's going on? <laughs> but when when it but when everybody does finally come out, it's time for the Perrican bumping honor, which is basically their version of the Hall of Fame. And and can I say something? I was I there was nothing I liked more, okay, than Larry Legend was in the ring, the smile on his face, and there were tears streaming underneath his sunglasses. Larry Legend's awesome. There's it's it was just hearing him talk in his real voice, getting down to the, how, how touching it was for him and how important it was. I know we had other folks in the ring who were getting honored, but there was something that stuck with me about his face, about how it, the smile on his face and the tears underneath his, his sunglasses that meant so much that it just made me love him even more. Like, I want to meet him. I, I've met him a bunch of times. But I've never gotten a picture. I've never asked. 
I just want to be like around that, that the positivity of Larry legend. That was, it was, that was a really touching moment during that show. Uh, in addition to Larry Legend, Eddie McQueen and Dark Sheik were also honored with this. Now, this was a this wasn't super long, probably 10, 15 minutes or so. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I, I kind of ha- I kind of took the took advantage of this to make myself something to eat. Mm. Well, I, well, I didn't lick into the speeches in full, and that I'm not trying to disrespect anybody by saying that. It just took a long show, and I needed the break. They're they're all very nice speeches, I think they were, and. and I did. Dark Sheik also. Dark Sheik really. You could tell everybody who was honored was very touched. Yeah, I did. I did hear all uh, all of Dark Sheik's speech, and that was very nicely done. Mm-hmm. And again, again, I'm not trying to disrespect the honorees with that. They're all deserving of it. Just a long, it's a long show. You got to make the time up somewhere. We come back from the intermission, and referee Nick come out in wrestling gear, issuing an open challenge. Apparently, he had a spot in the Cassandra Cup the night before. Wait, did I miss the Ariel and Nick's match? We just talked about that. Oh, my God. I spaced out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Completely what spaced out. Oh. Can you you contributed just... to it. No, I'm saying can you believe I didn't even I, I don't remember five minutes ago now in this, in this point in life. <laughs> That's really bad. Or it's good. It's fine. I don't remember bad things or good things at this we'll point. Have to, have to up, update your meds, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy, your face right there was amazing, by the way. <laughs> Take your pill, Josh. <laughs> All right, on to the match with referee Nick. Let's do it. And then we get the fucking offspring. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Erica Lee comes out. I think she looked terrific that, that night, too. That was a the referee Nick is a skinny little fella. Yeah, he did show some athletic ability. Like about the nicest thing I can say about his performance here because it gets pretty much Erica Lee beating the crap out of him for like two minutes and pinning him with a spear. Yeah, it only lasted about two minutes, right? Two fifteen is what I is what I timed it at. Okay. From there, we have Devin Monroe taking on Trisha Dora. And this might have been my favorite match of the entire show, actually. I really like this. This match that's, is so good. Yeah, I mean, that's Trisha Dora. I mean, th- is there ever a time when anyone said I didn't like that match with Trisha Dora? Maybe come maybe when she made an AEW dark appearance and only got like three minutes, maybe. Yeah, that doesn't count. I don't count any of our any of our favorites who get on AEW as squash matches. And there's some good Matt wrestling early, early going, a back and forth match the entire way through. Yep. A door selling an injured hand, factoring in the in the match. Uh around the sixth minute mark, some mucic randomly plague, and everybody's like, what who's coming out? And then the mucic just stops. Give it at play the right mucic. Um, Technical issues. It happens. You could forget an entire segment. It happens. Tongue can near fall. Adora ends up winning with by commission with the cattle mutilation at 1041. Not enough people use the cattle mutilation. It's such a great, like, it's a great move. move. Brian Danielkin doesn't even use it much anymore. He's one of Wasn't, didn't Colt, Colt didn't do that too? No, I don't think so. Colt has a submission. What is that? What is Colt's submission called? It's not cattle mutilation. Uh, the Billy Goat's Curse. Billy Goat's Curse. My bad. Yep. 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 Okay. Go from there. We have Hitchfest looking at the Great Wet Pants Battle Royal, but it's the Great Wet Pants Scramble Match. Bonk yeah, I thought it was a Battle Royal too at first. I couldn't IWTV, kind of figure out what was happening. Yeah. IWTV has it listed as a Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that PB was in it. And, uh, and and I love watching PB and, and how far he's come and, and how important he is to the business. So it was, uh, it, that was fun. There's lots of, lots of, lots of gray sweatpants in this match. <laughs> Pants is lots of gray sweatpants. They're almost, almost everyone wasn't, but we, we rectified that situation before the match started. 
I'm, I, one of these names I, I didn't quite make out. So I might have it wrong. And Cage Match does not have the, that name listed on here. I believe the name was Elijah Friday. Uh, uh, Elijah something. If I'm wrong on Friday, I apologize for that. I don't think you call anything but Elijah after that. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think that's all I heard. Uh, but it's Jay George, Elijah, Jared Evans, accompanied by Max Nero, Christopher Andino, Hanky Boatwright, Angelo Carter, Way Archer, PB Foos and Perfect Perkins are your nine competitors in the Great Sweatpants Scramble match. Jay George comes out in wrestling gear. Crowd immediately chants, wear your sweatpants. PB Foos comes out in great sweatpants and has them removed to where he's wearing shorts. They were still gray. They, they were, were still, still gray. They were still gray. They were still a sweatpant material. Go Fate Jackson clouded. <laughs> and Perkins on his way to the ring swallowed what we are to assume is Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he was holding blue, it, holding it in his fingers. Blue chew, something. Yeah, yeah. Viagra, blue chew, yeah, that's something. Faye Jackson sends Mac Hero to the back because he's not advertised for the match. And Big Duck on commentary rightfully points out that there's three other people at ringside that also are not advertised for this match. Why are they allowed to stay out there? I think because Faye doesn't like Mac Zero. That's how. That's what I gathered. But he's so handsome. Why wouldn't she like him? He really was hand. He was. He looked very handsome that night. He really did. Everybody, everybody attacked Jay George right at the beginning of the match. Somehow there were nine people in this match, and we were down to two people in the ring less than two minutes in. How? Hot heavy. <laughs> yeah, they bring some people into the ring. We get a trio of lap dancing in the middle of the match. Look, look, before we, before we get to that point, there's nine people and there's only two. Look, some people need to be warmed up before they're fully ready to engage. <laughs> <laughs> only two people are ready to go at the start. That's, you know, it just happens. <laughs> Watching a scramble. Like, look, a scramble is just a wrestling version of an orgy. Well, maybe if it were perfect, would have taken the pill an hour beforehand like he supposed to. He wouldn't have had been, he would have been ready to go. But when the match. Oh, who takes it's, it? Who takes it before, just as you're hopping into action? Don't you have to wait a little bit to get things to, to take hold? Depends, yeah, I guess the more needs to be the visual aid because, like, how can you know? Oh, I guess if you take it before, there's a visual aid, but <laughs> especially with the gray well, pants. We're getting really granular on the dick pill today. I. <laughs> So while we're getting the trio of lap dancing, PB Foo start handing out condoms, and now everybody and, and their dog is coming into the ring to fight. Now we have the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Told you, they just need to get warmed up. <laughs> Jay, well, Jay George apparently thinks he's filming a porn because he's trying to get people to follow a script and that no one is following it. He's getting pimped. I love I Jay George. I love what I, he does. I, I love the whole follow the script thing. He does that in Creative Pro also. It's great. It's like, um, I love how it cut to like the widescreen format whenever it was just like focused on him or he said like action or anything like that. Yeah, I, he, he's got a good thing going. That also could, that could translate to a larger stage too. I like that. Yeah, he caught in the ring, light camera action, four-way Cooper kick to Jay George. He pretty much out of it. PB Smooth ends up pinning Perkins with a fireman carry into a slam at 1228. And PB Pry for winning, a, a, apparently Faye Jack and hotel room key. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. No, I do not need to know what happened in that hotel room as long as it's legal. You can ask PB. He's readily available on uh, Twitter if you want. And I, well, I, I, far as I can tell, the cops didn't arrest one or both of them. We're good. Everybody made it home okay. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to our main event for the Paragon Bumping Grand Prize, the new champion, Dark Sheik, 
defending the title against both Elif Guerrero and Candy Lee, who come who PB moves the company to the ring. He's helping with the boat fund. It's really it's important. <laughs> Candy Lee needs that boat, and we should all help her get it. I mean, can I say this? Candy Lee's music is awesome. I've never seen Candy Lee wrestle, and the music is her entrance music is awesome. It's absolutely awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think and and Candy like it just. It, it, it was great. I mean, she's not the most polished of wrestlers, if you will, but the uh, uh, Edith Surreal uh, can really help that match immensely in Dark Sheik. So you have, you know, they cover up some of Candy's uh, shortcomings. Yeah, well, this was the Candy Lee show. Mm-hmm. This match was pretty much a showcase for Candy Lee. Uh, we were like 10 seconds in and Dark Sheik already out of the ring, out of the ring and the Grill and Candy Lee one-on-one. Like they, they didn't even try to make it look like a three-way match at the beginning. I got my again my biggest gripe with three way with three way match. It always end up with one person randomly disappear. Yeah, I know you always say that, and that's it. And that's that's a little bit lazy, but it is what you know. It is like the psychology of what uh, triple threats are nowadays. And, and and I get as a strategy, get rid of one and focus on on the other one, but at least let it go a couple of minutes before you start doing that because like there was no reason for Dark Sheik to be laid out that early. Yeah. Like you couldn't even justify, well, Dark Sheik wrestled earlier in the night. Go there, yeah, they're a stamina issue. Be match wasn't that long. The first match wasn't that long either, and that was two and a half hours before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we but did the fi- the finish was good. Candy Lee is, I mean, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to jump ahead, but I thought her her finish was, uh, you know, you got a huge pop from the crowd. And we'll get to the finish in a minute here. Uh, all three did fight on the floor for a while. The crowd started chanting, "Candy's gonna kill you." <laughs> so Candy Lee got over with this crowd in a big way on this show. Uh, Dark Sheik, I thought, had the match won on Kareel, got a small package driver on either Kareel. Yeah. Got, you can't get any closer to, th- to three other than that without hitting three. Like, you, hey, mean what, the, you mean the welcome to die? That, that's what she calls it? That's, you know, it's just like this. What's Jay Gold, you should know what that's a reference to. What is it? You know what that's a reference to? You X-Men, you X-Men fan, you? You know, I, I, I don't. And that's bad. I don't. That's in the arts from the arcade beat them up. I think oh. it's Magneto when you're in like the fucking like the, the mountain stage, not the mountain, like the jungle stage. Oh, right, right. I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Well, you know, I think I like that. I, uh, uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen lots of dark chic wrestle or so, you know, anything new that I learn about her is going to be uh, go right up on my chart, so to speak. Uh, the finish I mentioned earlier, Candy Lee hit a Leg drop off the top where she, where she dug a full split. Yeah. And pinned either Kirill and 11 to win the title. Dark Sheik's reign lasts about two and a half hours. Maybe three when you factor in the intermission, but the intermission was cut out of it. And they certainly uh, uh, brought out all the fireworks and bells and whistles for Candy Lee when she won. Oh, absolutely. As they yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. Candy Lee got over in a big, big way with, with this crowd. Yeah. I, I, can, I can see why Young Ed is such a fan. I was going to say he should have probably jumped in with us on this one. Cause yeah, he was a, a huge, he's a huge fan of candy Lee's and I, and you know, I, I can respect the, uh, the hustle there. She got over really easily with the crowd. This was, I this was like, this was kind of just the perfect way to end the show too. Yeah. It went off. It went off with the music just blaring too. Like it, 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 it did. It's it, she, she got, she got all the, the, the pomp and circumstance at the end there. I think it, it was a fitting way for that to go off. There was, a lot of people in there kind of cheering her on and she gets the trophy and all the other stuff. So I hope she comes back here and does a lot more stuff because uh, people like Ed will 
lose his mind and give her all the money. So I'd, I'd love to see her back here. Yeah. Yeah. And not just in fucking Ridgefield Park. Can we do something else? <laughs> <laughs> Please, dear God. Can we go a, somewhere else? I feel bad. That's her America's experience. Her American experience is being in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. <laughs> at <laughs> the same, you know, at the same VFW hall that they keep doing. I mean, enough already. My God. Yeah. Somehow the one independent wrestling show I went to in New Jersey was not in Ridgefield, Ridgefield Park. Like, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I got gypped by not have not going to a show there. You, you didn't get the experience. Our friend, uh, uh, Bagelmonger, Andrew, he uh, he like lives there. Basically, <laughs> he's at every one of those shows. Uh, unbelievably. Now, right now, if I'm doing the math correctly, we're at like 19 shows in that building in two, in 2022 alone. Yeah, I think we need to keep that count alive because there is it's going to I bet you they run 70 shows there this year. Yeah. They were halfway through the year. I think we got another I think they got another 30 left in them. I'm almost convinced. OK, eight, 18 because cage match had two shows lifted, but one of them the pre-show for one of the show for 18. Hmm. Unbelievable. They're, aver- they're averaging they're averaging three shows a month in that building. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Those that 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 uh, uh, Knights of Columbus must be just loving. You know, you get all you get all the stoners coming in, drinking two dollar sodas and, and having hot dogs and pretzels. They must love that. I assume they sell beer. Uh, they do. They do. I've point. been there. I've been there four times in the last count in the last like July to July, at least four times. Do you think they're hiding the robot there? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the robot's in the basement. Marcy, if you saw the basement where the locker room is, you wouldn't be surprised either. They I would be down there. Yeah. Next show you go there, you have to sneak into the basement and find out where that robot is. Oh, you don't have is. to sneak. It's right by the bathroom. I'll just go in. <laughs> just <laughs> poke my head around. Hey, everybody. Think, no, no, no. No, you still got to sneak in. That's... <laughs> That's very, part of the deal. Gotta, okay, gotta I'm going gonna, gonna to do like a Blair Witch uh, video of it while I sneak <laughs> into the locker room. <laughs> if I get collared by like Billy Starks or somebody who lived down there too. <laughs> I'm looking for the robot, damn it. <laughs> I'm not here for you. I swear to God, I'm looking for the robot. Yeah, that would be, the, that would actually be the ultimate kick in the dick against the Ross the robot gets the title shot at, at Ridgefield Park. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, you for sure have to go then, Jay Gold. Oh, I know it. There's a few. They're running a few this month. They're doing a, a few July, like, fourth themed. There's a JCW show there. There's a few going on that I, I could. I think Takashita is there. Takeshita. I think he's there on the 16th of July. Okay, now you got me actually wondering if they have a, if I can find a lineup of online or something here. Are we trying to figure out how many shows are running at Ridgefield Park? Kind of, yeah. We're the cooking it might as well here. July 15th, July 15th, July 30th. I mean, July, July 10th, they're going to be in Ridgefield Park. And it's the Great American Birthday Bash. And Dragon Lee is going to be wrestling and Gringo Loco and Takeshita. That's fucking dope. This card's ridiculous. I'm looking at it right now. It's at 6 o'clock on Sunday the 10th, July 10th. Dragon Lee and Dralistico versus Gringo Loco and ASF. Takeshita versus Radrick. Bailey and Axton, the Bunkhouse Stampede match, Delirious. Hell yeah, you have to go to this. Yeah, I think I do. Tony Deppin versus Alec Price. Oh, this is it. This is here's it. Here it is. Yeah, here, here. Uh, uh, Bussy and Delir versus Delirious and Edith Surreal. You have to fucking go now. <laughs> yeah. Starks versus Wayne, Bailey and Axton, Janai, Snow, and Masha. The Bunkhouse Stampede. This is a sick card. That's pretty unbelievable. I have to go check that out. Fucking Ridgefield Park, New Jersey gets everything. They really do. They really do. 
Yeah, those old fellas like wrestling. The old fellas like wrestling. (laughs) The Knights of Columbus like their wrestling. So what do we give? What do we give the show? Oh, thumbs up. Yeah, it can eat thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just fun. You were right. I think you mentioned it when we were talking about it in our text group that you said it was fun. The whole the the energy was just a hundred and twenty percent the entire night. Because I mean, a lot of the two and a half, three hour show, I find myself just losing interest in that third hour. Yeah. Like I like I got I I took advantage of the honor ceremony to walk away from the TV, get something to eat, kind of clear my head a little bit. I was still you know still kind of licking. Yeah. But that but yeah, the wrestling itself, yeah, I didn't lose interest at all in this thing. Like I was glued to the TV the entire time. This was, this was one of the best shows we've done, I think. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, go. But like like I said, this was I feel like this was the perfect way to wrap up Pride was with this show. Absolutely. All right, go at as mentioned earlier, we are uh, because this one is getting out so late this week. There will be no episode next week. Next episode will be probably recorded July 11th, out either the 12th or 13th. So take a take a break from us. Catch up on those. Catch up on that freaking 12 hour Katoni Shivani podcast. If they decide to just blow a bunch of episodes together and record something new this week, actually don't do that. Don't don't listen to 12 hours of anybody straight. But don't search out virtual pros. Tell you that. <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Every so often on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Sunday, July 10th, I will be in Salem, Ohio for a dropkick diabetes kick. All proceeds for that show are going to Akron Children's Hospital and a uh, pediatric diabetes unit. Matt Crock against Creaky Steve in the main event. Shannon Moore's on the card. Batman Fulton's on the card. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBianchi doing a meet and greet with proceeds from that going to Akron Children's Hospital. Tons of great magic and action on that card. Check that out. Uh, Shannon Moore on the card as well. I don't know if I mentioned Shannon Moore or not. Marky, what do you got coming up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I, uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. Uh, there should be a new X over coming out in the next week or so. Uh, we're still playing around with the schedule. Things are still a little hectic. But, you know, if you haven't watched that Chun-Li episode. Are you playing talks. that Turtles game, Marcy? Yes, I did. I actually played it today. It's so fun. I can't wait to play that. Awesome. It's, it's apparently has good online, so get it on the PlayStation. We can play together. I will uh, say one of my one of my friends, Mars. He uh, with the guy I brought with me to uh, to Cleveland. Um, he gave me a gift card to the PlayStation Store, so I downloaded uh, uh, Star Wars: Fallen Order and uh, for ten bucks, and it is awesome. And I'm very happy. I've been playing that one lately. Yeah, yeah, get that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I picked that up. And I picked up the uh, the Capcom fighting uh, game the arcade collection. Oh, nice! And yes, definitely worth it. Uh, but yeah, those are all the places you can find me. Oh, and uh, you can find me at Jgold12 on Twitter, shouting out into the void as always. Um, you can uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees, our brand new merch store. It's awesome. I have some friends who have been. Really, uh, they, they admire all our stuff when they look at the pictures and stuff. Um, don't forget our podcast friends, um, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast, if you catch my griff, the A Show, At Odds with Wrestling, X Over, for with our very own Marcy, and the card is going to change. Um, our other friends, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, JCP Designs, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and kayfabe collectibles now with the home office in florida so uh thank you all i hope everybody has a great 
4th of July. Um, I, you will not be able to find me anywhere but on my couch this weekend. And uh, the late, great Bobby Green, he once said, the only thing wrong with my flight to Omaha was that the plane landed there. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the 4th of July, everybody. We'll see you in about a week and a half. <laughs> see ya. Later. It's me. Windows down, riding in the SUV. I'm a smelling champagne all on my screen. Screaming, lose the screeching. 100 miles per hour. He let me cause I'm wild. Get my phone in the shower. Ring, ring, gonna let it ring out. Sounds so good when it's all about. My boy's got his own ringtone. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know. My boy's got his own ringtone. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know. My boy's got his own ringtone. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know. My boy's got his own ringtone. A-A-C, your ringtone could be anything A barking dog, a revved engine, whatever catches your attention It's your choice, would you like to hear my voice Or is it hard to talk when you're scared or where the call is coming from? My boy's got his own ringtone It's the only one I know, it's the only one I know My boy's got his own ringtone It's the only one I know, it's the only one I know My boy's got his own ringtone it's the only one I know, it's the only one I know My boy's got his own ringtone It's the only one I know, it's the only one I answer I think I might be addicted to your kisses Love struck, baby, you're the piece I'm missing I know you're what I'm looking for And I'm so tired of wishing We can do it now or later It don't make a difference Send me a text, says See you when you get here I was lonely but I won't be next year Kiss me on my left cheek Love me like my bestie On the phone with Ashley Rushing like an athlete We be at the games, yeah But we never play them He could be in danger I still wouldn't save him I'd be in the front like Rudolph the ring I can tell you got a crush That's the reason why you came here yeah. You ain't gotta lie Just be honest with yourself You wouldn't be here If it was for anyone else My boy's got his own ringtone It's the only one I know It's the only one I know My boy's got his own ringtone